So Saturday, or Sunday, Sunday, I had to work all day. Um, that's what happens when you have a full-time job and you have employees. Sometimes they call out and you have to go in and cover things. So Saturday, in the middle of the Christmas season, the Saturday just passed, the day before Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas, so two days before Christmas, I made the mistake of going to the store. Should never have happened. So as I looked around, I saw all kinds of hustle and bustle. The store was packed. In fact, I even went in and got a haircut. The store has a haircut place in it. So I even went in and got a haircut, and the haircutter, they were talking. They said, no, no, I'm not going in there. It's nuts in there. That was the hustle and bustle two days before Christmas. So I had to go to the store to get weekly groceries. We already had our Christmas dinner shopped and all of our Christmas stuff done. So as I went into the store to get groceries for the week, I looked around at the rushing, me first, let me get mine attitude. And after hearing the haircutters talk, I got a little dismayed. This is the reason, this is the season of, of peace on earth, goodwill towards men, right? This is the season of be nice, be kind. This is the season of joy, right? So I was getting a little dismayed. And then on the way out of the store, I saw the kettle. You know the one I'm talking about, the red kettle. Then I heard the bell. It's an old familiar, when you hear it, you, you look. And then I saw everyone. Because I, I sat in my truck and I watched for a moment. I saw everyone, about 10 people, come out of that store and every single one of them donated. Every single one of them gave money to that red bucket and that silver bell. Then in the window of the store, there's an angel tree. You can see it. And I'm now out of my, mad at the world for the, the, the lunacy going on. Then I looked and I saw the angel tree. The angel tree, you know, people put names as that on the tree, and other people come by, they take it off, and they buy gifts, and they bring it back. The angel tree, that two weeks, three weeks before, had been completely full of names of people needing Christmas, needing gifts. That angel tree, when I stopped and looked, was almost completely empty. Everybody had taken the angels and had given gifts. So while I was in the store, I was dismayed at the hustle and bustle. But then when I stopped and I heard the kettle, or heard the bell and saw the kettle, then I saw the angel tree and all the angels gone. Somebody had taken it off and it fulfilled those wishes, those needs. I realized that in about half an hour's time, I saw the very best and the very worst of humanity. The pride and selfishness, the pride and rudeness of some because they are more important than anybody else. And then I saw the giving and the sacrifices of others who were donating to the, to the cause, who were taking the angels off the tree and fulfilling needs, meeting somebody's needs. Now, as I say, the best and the worst of humanity, I understand that that is subjective. I get it. And there are worse things, and I say worse things out there on any given day than what I saw Saturday. 
But is there? The pride of anyone who thinks their time, their get-together, their table, their family is more important than anyone else's and they're basically running you over because they're in a hurry. That's hubris at its very finest. That's pride. That's complete lack of, of, of regard for anybody else. And it's at a time of year when we celebrate peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We sit around and we watch movies all Christmas month about being good people, honest people, true, caring, kind people. Yet we fail to practice that very thing we are celebrating. We fail to practice the Christian spirit. So tonight we're going to talk about four people who were changed when they saw the Christ. Four people changed when they saw, when they met Christ. The first one we're going to talk about we covered in the, in the, uh, the Gospel of Luke's birth that we did. Simeon. Now, Simeon, joy fills when he held the baby Christ child. A culmination of a life of faithfulness, a life of praying to God to deliver Israel. He was able, he was blessed to hold the Christ child in his arms. Simeon was a man who not only saw the Messiah, but understood the Messiah and his purpose. Let's see what Simeon said when he met the Christ child. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people, Israel. Simeon was told he was going to see the Christ child before he died. He had been praying for the, the Messiah. He had been praying for the deliverance of Israel. He had been praying faithfully and true for years. And he is now allowed to see the Christ child before he dies. So he finds the Christ child, and he is so happy when he sees the Messiah even as a baby, he says, Lord, let me now depart in peace, for I have seen what I long for. This is a life fulfilled by Christ. This is a triumph-filled life. This is a man who, when he finally got the answer to his prayer, was joyful. His life was changed by the Christ child. Next, we're going to visit Anna. She was in the next couple verses right after Simeon. 
a prophetess who meets the Christ child. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, 84, and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. She was a widow of about four score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she, coming in that instant, the instant that Simeon's holding the baby, the instant that Simeon's blessing and given a benediction, she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Anna comes into the temple at the time that Simeon is holding the Messiah. He's giving his benediction. He's giving a blessing for the Christ child and for Israel and to praising God. And what does she do? She sees the Christ child. She sees Simeon. She sees the joy in his face. She knows what's going on. What does she do? She gives thanks unto the Lord and told all those that looked for redemption. She told them of the Messiah, of the Christ child. If she was in the temple day and night, then she knew Simeon. She knew why Simeon was crying. She knew why he was holding the baby because God had told him he was going to see that baby. And she knew, and she went out, and she gave thanks, and she told everybody of the Messiah, of the redemption that was coming. These are lives that are changed lives. These are lives that are now fulfilled lives. For they saw the Messiah. They saw their Savior. Anna prayed and fasted night and day for her nation. That was her faithful service to the Lord. And that is a service. Praying for your nation. Fasting for your nation. Crying out to God for your nation. That was her service to the Lord. These two waited all their lives for their prayers to be answered. And when they saw it, their very lives were changed. For they had had their prayers heard of the Lord. Now these two were faithful. They were praying. They were fasting. They were serving. And when they saw their prayer answered, their deepest desires of their hearts given, they praised God. They gave thanks, and they were faithful witnesses of the Christ child. The other thing I want to say here is this. Their heart's desire was the same as God's heart desire. That's how faithful they were in tune with God. They were praying for His will. Their will was His will, and it came to pass, and they were happy. They were fulfilled now that they had seen the Christ baby. So now I'm going to ask, these two were waiting for Him. These two were in the service of God. These two were looking for the Messiah. They knew. So what about those that Jesus didn't heal? What about those he didn't feed? What about those he didn't forgive the sins of? Those that didn't serve him? Those that didn't serve the temple? Those who did not know him? What about those? Did he change any of those lives in his time on earth? People who did not know him, people who weren't working for, or weren't working for the temple, people who were not looking for him, the ones who didn't owe him 
anything? Did he change any of their lives? Yes, he did. John 4.25 The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples, and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, and went in her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come, see a man, which telleth me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. She went to the well, a daily activity. She went to the well to draw water, to take back to the house, to water, to cook, to clean. She was doing a daily activity. She knew of the Messiah, that eventually the Messiah was going to come. She wasn't looking for the Messiah that day. She hadn't heard of the Messiah walking the earth at that time. She didn't even know who she was talking to until Jesus said, I am he. He told her he was the Messiah. He, just a few verses before, told her of her life and how it ends. And when he told her of her life and how it is and how many husbands she had and the one she's with now is not a husband, that's what she understood that the Messiah was going to do. And when he spoke and told her, and she put two and two together, she saw he was the Messiah. She believed he was the Messiah. She met Jesus, and her life was changed. She met Jesus, and the lives of most of the town were changed. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. For the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Many times in, in, in the Gospels, Jesus comes into a town, he does a, a mighty work, and they run him off. They get out, like sending, when he sent the... Um, the demons into the swine. They came out. They ran him off. But this town, they begged him to say. This town, because of one woman whose very life was changed, this town is a changed town because of her meeting with Jesus. She met him. She knew him. She believed in him. She went back to town. They met the master. She brought them to him. And they wanted more time with him. More of the joy he brought. They wanted more time with the Messiah from meeting him, seeing him. They wanted more. Her life was turned upside down and changed for the better. And then she went out to the men of the city, and she brought them to him, and that town was changed because of one woman.
one woman who met Jesus, who got excited about meeting Jesus, and got in awe of Jesus, and went and testified and witnessed, and brought the whole town back to him. All right, one more example of someone that met him, and their life was changed. Not only was their life changed, they did a complete 180 from who they were, all because they met Jesus. Acts 9.19 And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem, and came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests? But Saul increased the more in strength, and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this, that Jesus, that this, is very Christ. Saul, soon to be called Paul, met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Now, it was quite spectacular, the bright light, and he fell to the ground. It was quite spectacular, but look at the results. He had scales over his eyes three days from seeing him. Then Ananias went to him at the word of God. God said, go. And Ananias said, I don't want to. He's going to kill me. God said, go. He's not. The scales fell off when Ananias came in. And Saul, when he had eaten, he spent some time, certain days with his disciples. Then he went straight away to the synagogues and preached Jesus. Saul was out to kill the Christians for blasphemies, for heresies. Saul was out to tear the church of Jesus apart, down, and have nothing left to it. He met Jesus, and he became the Apostle Paul, the greatest evangelist preacher ever. Reached more of the known world for Christ than anybody else. We have here four examples of changed lives. Four examples of those who met Jesus, changed, had changed lives, and went back and changed their world. We have two who were looking for it, Simeon and Anna. Two, seeing their faithful life, their faithful service rewarded. And then we have one who is not looking for it. In fact, she's not looking for anything. She's just playing out the string, the, the, the troubles and worries, and, and, and just life has weighed her down when she meets him. When he comes into her life, she witnesses to the whole town, and that town has changed. Then we have another actively persecuting the church, hauling him to prison. taking them to prison, men and women, taking them out of their very houses, men and women out of their houses and putting them in prison for being heretics and blasphemers. 
Yet when Christ came into his life, he changed the world. Two whose worlds were changed with the arrival of the Messiah. One whose life was changed and changed her town with the arrival of the Messiah. Another who changed the world when Jesus met him. I find it quite comforting that when they saw Jesus, their lives were changed. They didn't sit on that. They led others to the one that changed their lives. I find that comforting because if it happened in Acts, if it happened in the Bible, it means it can still happen today. And I often wonder if it's our fault. If it's our lack of faith that makes it impossible for it to happen today or our lack of joy, our lack of exuberance, our lack that doesn't allow this to happen anymore. Perhaps we fail to get excited with the new converts so it peters out faster than it used to out of them. I don't pretend to know why it doesn't happen today. I just know that it doesn't. Not like this. One person went back and changed the town. One person changed the world. Two had their world changed by meeting the Christ child. Jesus never met anybody who stayed the same. Never. People whose lives are changed, and in turn, they change lives with the self-same Jesus that did it for them. Straightway, Paul went into the synagogues and preached Jesus that he is the very Christ. That's what Paul preached. He didn't take out the Bible and go into doctrine. He went into the synagogues and preached Jesus. I want to see the Holy Spirit get a hold of hearts and minds of the lost. Yet how can that happen when we do not allow it to get a hold of us? How can we allow the Spirit, how can we pray for the Spirit to get a hold of this world when we do not allow the Spirit to get a hold of us? In fact, most of us go out of our way to not stir up the Spirit. That way we don't have to do anything but sit here and wonder why nothing's getting done. Just like Anna, we need to pray and fast day and night for revival. We need to pray and fast for the awakening that we all say we desire. We need to long for the Spirit to work the way they did. We need to long for the will of God to come and work the way they did. We need to desire what God desires, which is that no man should go to hell, but that all should come to repentance. Then, if we happen to see that in our day, then we can go home peacefully for we have to see, we have seen the desires of our hearts Simeon and Anna went their way praising thanking God for seeing the desire of their hearts we need more people like that more people that when they see Jesus and their life is changed that bubbles up and over and out more people like the older Christians who can refine that bubbling and get out and teach others, show others, be an example of a life changed by Jesus. I don't know why it doesn't happen like that anymore. 
I don't. But I sure wish I could see it.